the word of God is the wisdom of God. When you expose yourself to the word of God, your faith will grow and increase. The word of God brings stability into our lives because it does not change. So what God says, we can depend on it. It doesn't change. And so we renew our minds to think the way God wants us to think. My thoughts are renewed in line with the word of God. I see through the eyes of the world where the knowledge of the word of God is there, faith is there. The word informs our actions. So, if your relationship is not geared toward the kingdom of God and seeking the kingdom of God, whether you're married or not, there will always be a... Now, we're going to be talking about Christian relationships. There's a tendency for people to want to do, or in the world generally, where we have Christians. Uh, all of us came from the world. None of us got saved from our mother's wombs. Uh, we were taken out of the world and brought into Christ. And sometimes what happens is that people carry their ideologies and stuff from the world into Christ. And we want to continue with what we had in the world. Um, the word of God is not like that. Praise the Lord Jesus. And we need to be very careful how we're handling it. A lot of times the world have relationships that start off as, um, um, what do you call it, boyfriends and their girlfriends and all of that. And we've imported that into Christ. And that is not God's plan for his children. And sometimes people continue that for so long that it, that's not really the way God wants to do those things. Praise the Lord. It's like you, you try things before you finally get to where you're going. Originally from the scriptures, relationships were started with a purpose in mind. They weren't, it wasn't a trial run. They weren't doing trial runs in the scriptures. They, they knew where they were going from the beginning and they continued with it, you know, um, through their lives by faith. Hallelujah. So how we start relationships are vital. Praise the Lord Jesus. But well, having been Gentiles after the flesh before we got saved, we had our own way of doing it. Now, but regardless of how people got to their relationship, there are things that God expects us to do because if you've already gotten into it, you don't have to get out of it, but you cost correct with some of the things I'm going to be sharing today. Praise the Lord. To start a Christian family or for a family to be called a Christian family, the overriding authority in the family has to be Christ. The person in authority over that family has to be a Christian. A majority of the people in that family are Christians. So by faith, 
we declare is a Christian family, but the head of that family needs to be a Christian for it to be called a Christian because he's the one calling the shots for it to be called a Christian family. But by faith, people can call that a Christian family. Hallelujah. Meaning that if it's the wife, she can say it's a Christian family. Now, if it's a single parent with their child, um, it's still a Christian family if that person taking the decision for the family is a Christian. Hallelujah. Because if you say it's a Christian family and they cannot live by the principles of God's word, it cannot be said to be a Christian family. So a Christian family is a family of people that are saved and living according to the principles of God. In our marriage counseling class, we have a final part of it that we call ingredients for a successful marriage. And most of all, I'm going to be sharing with you, praise the Lord Jesus. And we said that principle number one or ingredient number one is the word of God. That the word of God must be first place and final authority in the lives of the people in that family. If it isn't, it may potentially be a Christian family walking towards being a Christian family, but it is not a Christian family. It's not a Christian family if the family lives according to the principles of Buddhism, even though they say they are born again. You have to live according to the word of God. Jesus said, why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not what I say? Matthew chapter 4 Verse 4, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. This was Jesus answering Satan the devil in the wilderness. We're supposed to live our lives upon the earth to thrive here, amen, have our physical existence, live in this earth According to the dictates of God's word, a family, to be called a Christian family, or for it to be successful the way God wants it to be, should live according to the word of God. The word of God should inform what you're doing. It should inform how you're going about your life. If it does not inform it, it's not a Christian family. You may be Christians, but you're not living according to the word of God. And so the results you're going to have will be no better than the world. The things that happen to the world will be happening in there. And people will not understand that, oh, but this people are supposed to be Christians. Why is this happening? It's also possible to be part of a Christian family and be an odd person out, which means that you're the person who decided not to do what God said to the extent to which an individual within a family refuses to do what God said, that individual will have the result of a contrary action to the word of God. God's word is a principle for living. 
Hallelujah. It works for everyone who comes across it because God is not a respecter of persons. In Psalm 1 from verse 1, the Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. So if somebody is living an ungodly life, though they purport to be Christians, they will be like chaff which the wind driveth. So if something is not working, the way God says it should work, then there is something that is going on in there that the people are not doing what God said to do. If it's not working for me, it means there is something that God said that I should do that I'm not doing. Amen? If you want to be blessed, you cannot walk in the counsel of the ungodly. You want your marriage and your family to be successful. You cannot walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Ungodly counsel is not just you sitting down and an unbeliever telling you stuff. It can be the TV. You're just watching it. And you're picking principles of operation from what they're doing. In the movie that you enjoy, your favorite actor, you're picking how he's acting. You're picking how she's acting and you apply it to your life. Or you have some philosophy book that you're reading and you're reading it, you enjoy it, you know, the laws of power and then you bring it and you start applying it. The person you're listening to, is he a Christian? Is he being led by the Spirit of God? So you can walk in the counsel of the ungodly without necessarily sitting before a human person. It could be something that you picked off the streets or from your friends. You have to compare it with the word of God to see if it lines up. If it does not line up, you will have to discard that. Praise the Lord Jesus. So the word of God must be first place, final authority in your home, in your lives first, then in your home, in your relationship. You can be a Christian and have a non-Christian relationship. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. So we, we ought to study the word of God. We ought to read the word of God. We ought to look at God's word and seek to do what he says. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but I shall meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, 
Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Success in the matters of life, the principles for it are contained in the word of God. It is the direction, it is the it is when we conduct ourselves according to the word of God that the results that God talks about will become ours. It is on that part, in the way of righteousness, there is life. The Bible says, in the pathway thereof, there is no death. Some people want to do things according to how they feel naturally and Expect the results that the word of God talks about. And it does not work. It's like putting old wine in new wine skin. Or new wine in old wine skin. It will not work. Or sewing a piece of new cloth to an old garment. You will see the difference the minute you look at it. We need to do things according to the word of God. So you make up your mind, you're going to run your relationship according to the word of God. You will do well if you look at things from the way God's word says that we should look at them, amen, and do those things that way. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, sometimes these things sound boring, but they work. Most principles of instruction on how to do things don't sound interesting. But when you're carrying it, just like when you're being told how to fix a vehicle, it doesn't have to be exciting. They just tell you what to do. You need to take this boat out before you take this part, the other boat out and all of that. They just, but you note them, you follow what they said and you'll be able to fix the vehicle. It's also the same thing when you get into a relationship that does not seem like what you, what, you know, God may have been wanting you not to enter into that relationship and you got into it. Now that you're in it, you have to listen to the voice of God. And God's voice is in his word. Amen. In Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20, the Bible says, my son Attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. How do, how do you keep words from departing from your eyes? They were words. So he's not really talking about physical things being said. He's talking about the scriptures. Amen. God is talking to us through the written pages. He says, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Hallelujah. So, when we are inclining our ears to God and to the things that he's saying, it will give life to our situation. It will cause what we're doing to walk. Even if from the beginning you had made a mistake, if you listen to God, he will guide you safely home. Just like some stubbornly do things. They rebel against God when they want to do it. 
Then when, the, when God now says, calm down, let me guide you home, they, they carry on in the same attitude. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 23. It says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected the word of God, he had also rejected thee from being king. The word of the Lord through the prophet Samuel to Saul. Stubbornness is as iniquity as idolatry. Some, be, they're stopped. You tell them, don't marry this person. They say, no, no, I love him. You know, is he, is he, is he, are you sure he's a Christian? Are you sure she's a Christian? They said, no, no, I do what I want. I'm led by the Spirit of God. This is the moment of grace. You know, um, people, you, you don't have to be so rigid about what you're doing. There are no perfect people out there. You know, I mean, some unbelievers are more perfect than some believers. I can tell you. You can sit down as a pastor for hours trying to save people from their own destruction. And they will not listen to you. They will stubbornly entice. And when you're saying, let us guide you home, they will stubbornly get out of it. Judges chapter 14, verse 1. And Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me to wife. Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of, the bre of thy brethren, among all my people, that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. Psalm 68, verse 6. God setteth the solitary in families. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains. But the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Who is a rebellious person? It's not somebody who's not listening to what pastor is saying. No. Someone's not listening to the word of God. If I'm just saying things, it doesn't matter what it is, and I'm just making jokes and all of that. It's not material. But when we enter the scriptures, then you have to listen because you're listening to the Lord. Or that the thing that I'm saying originated from the word of God. Or you are the one studying it. It is possible to have run one's marriage and relationship all these years contrary to the word of God. But as soon as you learn the word of God, you if you want something better, go into the word. What did God say to do? Then we start doing it. Number two, we need to seek the kingdom. Your, your relationship that you're in or your marriage must be geared towards seeking the kingdom of God together. Remember that we're spirit beings. Our human spirit is where the true dissatisfaction comes from. 
if you, you, the flesh is like a shifting shadow. It's not one thing. So the flesh says, I want a green dress today. Tomorrow he says, I want brown dress. He says, no, I don't want a dress right now. I just want a set of pants. And he's just moving around the whole place. And you're giving it what it wants, but it's never going to be satisfied. So, throw that out. And if it's the human spirit that has a hunger, nothing will satisfy it until you get into the word of God. This is why people have money that can buy everything and anything, all right, but they are never satisfied. They achieve all the goals in life that they have set out to achieve, but there is no satisfaction in those things because the hunger is not coming from the flesh. It's coming from the human spirit and you're trying to satisfy it with material things and it's not going to work. So if your relationship is not geared toward the kingdom of God and seeking the kingdom of God, whether you're married or not, Jesus Christ has to be the center of your relationship, has to be number one, the kingdom of God, seeking the advancement of the kingdom of God because that is the ultimate assignment that every believer was given. If you're not fulfilling it, there will always be a dissatisfaction, except both of you backslide. One of you who's seeking the kingdom, or if both of you are seeking the kingdom, or if both of you are seeking the kingdom, that's fine. But if one person is seeking the kingdom, the other person is going to feel dissatisfied. That relationship is struggling, but you don't know why it's struggling. But if you know, when you know them, both of you can do this thing without friction, 